All right. Here we go. Liquor Talk. Brand new episode starts now. Welcome one. Welcome everybody to another edition of the Liquor Talk podcast. Uh, thank you for everybody that's been supporting. We are in the final stages of season five. Um, we're in the final rounds of season five. The last call is coming soon. I'm recording live today from the beautiful Studio Max here in Orlando, Florida. Um, also, go ahead and holler at my guys, Don and Shando. Get your right. Um, Studio Max, but known as the Independent Dream Factory, the home of Liquor Talk. Um, joining me today, she's right up the turnpike, take the turnpike south. Uh, she is the host of the Let's Talk About It podcast. It's Sosa, ladies and gentlemen. How you doing, Sosa? I'm good. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Yes, yes. I am definitely happy to have you on. So why don't you let's go ahead and jump right into it. Why don't you tell the people a little bit about your podcast? All right. So let's talk about a podcast is a podcast where I kind of have people pick random questions and topics out of a box. And we talk about any and everything. We debate, we have different opinions, we give healing advice. Everything is pretty much genuine and it's just a deep, a big, deep conversation. Yes, for the big, deep conversation. And so talk to me, what made you get started in podcasts? What made you want to have this healing, this deep healing conversations? Um, About a year ago, I had a lot of trauma, a lot of family trauma, and I felt like by me expressing how I felt or just me talking about it because I find that a lot of black people do not talk about their situations or what things that they have been through. So by me speaking on it, it was a form of therapy for me. So after I did my first episode, it was actually pretty cool after that. And I fell in love with podcasting, but had you told me a year prior, I probably wouldn't believe you because I've never heard or listened to a podcast in a day in my life. Yeah, it'd be like that, you know, because before I started looking talk, someone told me to look into podcasts, and I didn't really tap into it until I decided I was going to do it for myself, and then I started listening to podcasts, and now I find myself always listening to them, always listening to them to do my homework on my guests and stuff, so I totally understand, like, starting off, you're not really tapping into podcasting, and now you're doing it, now you listen to podcasts and stuff, so... What did you learn about yourself through your first year of podcasting? I learned that about myself that I've grown a lot. I was more assertive. Um, I don't let anyone push me around. I kind of read the room a lot more now, especially with the dynamic of the podcasting industry. It, it has a lot of, it's dominated with a lot of males. Um, so... I figured a lot of people like to try different things and try you because you're a female. And throughout this year, I've learned to watch my surroundings and kind of just be more firm and more secure on what I'm doing instead of looking at what someone else is doing. That's real. That's real. As you should, because if you don't stand firm or put your foot down on things, people will run all over you. They will do dances. They will do laps. And they will not give two fucks about it. They will do it in their sleep if you allow them to do it. Absolutely. I totally agree. That's real. That's real. Now, on your last episode, which dealt with transparency, and I felt like it did hit home because it's like, you know, if you can't be transparent um, with people, then they don't need you don't need to do business with them or you can't be friends with them. So talk to me a little bit about that. 
transparency that episode really was very open actually and i felt like you know if you don't if you don't have transparency with a person you don't have trust with a person so if you don't have trust within me how can you establish a relationship to where we talk about any and everything like how can i expect you to be real with me just how i am with you so if you can give me the real you and so can i and we can grow and learn from one another's mistakes then that's great but if we if you have that wall built up with that guard i cannot we, we cannot there's no way that i can understand where you're coming from so you definitely need trust and you definitely need that transparency when speaking with anyone at least yeah now do you feel like transparency is easy to obtain or is it going to take some work to obtain from people it's definitely going to take some work from individuals because you know a lot of people don't trust people nowadays and i and i get that you know i used to be that person but you have to learn who you can and who you cannot trust if someone is genuinely being there for you or trying to help you you have to be able to let that guard down and speak with them but if you you know if you're trying to keep it surface level with someone then i mean you know keep it surface but you have to pick and choose your battles so you just pick and choose who you can and cannot be transparent with not everyone can really accept that side so it takes a it takes a really strong-minded individual to do so yes it definitely takes a strong-minded individual to be transparent with people because you never know some people might act in their feelings and take it the wrong way when you know you know how you said it and the one thing i've learned over the years is sometimes it ain't how you it ain't what you say it's how you say it and if you come off as being transparent or aggressive people will find a way to take it the wrong way and they will get in their feelings for no reason and i just feel like if you get in your feelings then you just not you're just a weak-minded individual and and weak-minded individuals, it's tough out there. It's tough out there. Tough out here dealing with weak-minded individuals. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100% agree. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is Liquor Talk. I also noticed something about you um, when I saw your TikTok that you like to bake cakes. And not a lot of women in this generation and your generation don't like to bake for nothing. Hell, nobody in my generation I know can bake, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I do a little baking. I'm very baking is an out is a form of outlet for me. It's it's I think of it as art. It's a hobby of mine that helps me relax. Um, because you know, baking takes time and it takes patience. And one thing baking has taught me is patience. So with baking, I've done it since I was a kid. I've always loved to be. I always loved to be in the kitchen. And growing up, it's helped me with a lot of stress. So whenever I was stressed, I would always bake something and it always turned out great. So that was before podcasting even came into the picture. Baking was like the number one thing that was there to help me release some of the stress that I had on myself. And I'm actually great that I found that because I've done cakes. I've done pies. I've done just about anything that you could think of. I've done it. So it's just a form of a form of therapy for me as well, just as podcasting is. What is your most requested cake? What's the cake you can count everybody wants you to bake for them? Um, I make a really good vanilla pound cake. 
a very good vanilla pound cake. So now what's your favorite kind of cake to make? The vanilla pound cake or is it something else? My favorite kind of cake? Um, I'm glad you asked that question. I really don't have a favorite cake. I think anything that I make is a favorite for me. Mm. Oh, that's real. That's real. So you being a baker, um, has there been a time where you just tried someone's baking and you wanted to tell them, like, no, don't you ever bake again in your life. This is trash. Um, there's actually been times like that, actually. Um, there's been times where, you know, family has brought over certain cakes and stuff for like Thanksgiving and I've tried them and I'm just like, you know, I don't go outright and be like, no, don't ever do this again. I kind of give them tips like, hey, it's, you know, to get this to be a better taste, you should try this or you should, you know, do that. Stuff like that. But I would never be like, mm, yeah, don't you ever cook that again. Like, <laughs> there's always room to improve. Yeah, I see you. You don't have the Chef Ramsay in you. <laughs> <laughs> no, not, so, not yet. Yeah, because I know you see I know you see the TikToks of, you know, cooks trying to impress them and it'd be so crazy. Yeah, it is. But I, I actually love TikTok. I love TikTok. I love the outlet that it gives you. I love the interactions it gives you. TikTok is pretty great. And then with my baking, it, you know, a lot of people have commented and gave, given me tips and stuff. So I, I, I love it. I've connected with a lot of other bakers and I've seen tips that they've done. And it, it's pretty cool. Shout out to all the bakers out there. Um, now, if somebody can bake me a rum cake, that'd be great because. You know, I was walking around the liquor store and I think I saw a piece of cake and I'm like, damn. I thought about my uncle's mother. He always she always made this damn good rum cake. But I haven't been to my hometown in a while to go for the holidays. So I'm like, God damn. Maybe one year I gotta make it home so I get a piece of rum cake because you could taste the damn rum in the cake. Absolutely. Um, where's your hometown, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, my hometown is St. Petersburg, Florida. Um, shout out to St. Pete. That's by Tampa, if you don't know. So it's the Tampa Bay area. Hey, Tampa. Okay, I'm actually going to Tampa tonight. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I, damn, I catch you right before you go into Tampa. You know, um, but <laughs> definitely rum cake is. I can definitely make that. Um, I I come from a Caribbean background, so. You know, shout out to all the Jamaicans out there. Shout out to you guys. Um, so I definitely know how to make a rum cake, and it's so good. So uh, a black rum cake. So, I mean, you know, whenever you're in town, just let me know. I got you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Now, I saw another thing on TikTok about Jamaica, uh, the country of Jamaica being Americanized. What do you think of that? Because they, somebody told me a lot of tourists say that um, going to Jamaica, it's like, the food done been Americanized that you don't really get the authentic Jamaican food? Um, It all depends on where they go. Like, if they're in a tourist area, then yes, you're going to get Americanized stuff. You know, they do have KFC and everything. The, the, there are some places up there that are way better than America, but I think because a lot of the times, Jamaica is... Think of it as like another like, you know, third world country or whatever. They don't have a lot of things. They don't have they don't see a lot of things that we do. And 
most times, you know, people that are from the Caribbean that are here in America, they send things from here back to their country. So a lot of the times they, you know, they have that, you know, American outlook like, oh, I want to go to America, you know, I want to do this and stuff. But as far as Jamaica itself being Americanized, I would not agree with that. They probably been to the tourist side. The tourist side would be the Americanized part. But if you go to like the country and everything, oh no, everything is not Americanized. Everything is totally different. Mm. Well, I think also, I think what people may need is a tour guide though, to show them where, where the real authentic stuff is instead of all the, you know, the tourist traps are. Absolutely. I definitely agree. People really need to, you know, be careful going out there, but definitely get you the right tour guide that can actually, you know, help you around and show you where all the authenticity is in Jamaica versus just, you know, being in the tourist areas and all you see is just the Americanized stuff. I mean, but that goes with any country. You can go anywhere and be in a tourist area and everybody, everyone thinks that it could be Americanized, but that's only for the tourists. So it's all about, you know, where you go. Yeah, that's real. You definitely have to monitor where you go and stuff and um, you'll find what you need to find because, Oh, I wouldn't mind going to Jamaica against some authentic oxtails, you know what I'm saying? Because Yes, because there's some spots in between Orlando and Tampa, but they just I they're good, but um I, I want the authentic shit, you know. Oh yeah, most definitely. Yes, that's real. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Look of Talk podcast. Mind you to tell you, the more you drink, the better we sound. So go ahead, pull up the liquor if you haven't done so already. What's the, what is your advice to anyone that wants to get into podcasting? Um, Be you. Think about what you want to do, how you want to go about things, who you want to be a part of it. Um, Make sure that anything that you're doing when it comes to podcasting, that it's a hundred percent genuine don't fake the funk people love real conversations no one wants to listen to things that are you know pre-planned or not even pre-planned but things that don't seem genuine they don't seem real so just just be real about whatever you're doing whatever you want to talk about let it be something that you actually like to do or like to talk about that's real. That's, that's real. So what is something you wish you would have known about podcasting before you got started? Uh, I would probably say editing when it comes to editing. I knew that I can probably just do basic edits, but I, I never really was into it more in depth. So when it comes to certain things like that, it's just like, uh, I can take editing classes, but you know, I wish before I even started the podcasting world that I could just know how to edit. Yeah, I feel that. I definitely feel you. Um, editing is always a constant struggle. It's like you always learn how to do it. So um, it, it happens to the best of us, you know. And to my people out there who have editors on your team, you better hold on to them because people that are like one-man wrecking crews like yours truly over here, they sometimes you can use a good editor, you know. Absolutely. But I, I definitely have found an editor too. So shout out to Khalid. He's actually helped with a few edited edits here and there and actually has taught me how to edit. So I'm still learning. That's real. That's real. 
um, we're always learning. Everything is a learning process. And if you're not learning, then I don't know what to tell you because even me being a podcast game for some time, I'm still learning little things as well. I'm still learning tips and trade. I'm always trying to get better. You feel me? Absolutely. And I love that for you. Yeah, you also got to consider going to podcast conferences as well. You'll be surprised at what you learned if you go to a, ever go to a podcast conference. I think that's actually part of what I want to do. Like, that's something that's on my list of things to do. I want to be able to go to a podcast conference if I'm ever put in a position to where I can be where, like, they're having one. I would definitely would, would be there. Okay, side note, these motherfuckers, Afros and Audios, if y'all are listening to this, y'all asses need to be paying me, goddammit, because um, <laughs> there's this conference called Afros and Audios. It's a black-owned podcast, and this is about the third or fourth podcast, or the fifth or sixth, somewhere in there, I'd have mentioned them, but this year they're doing the conference in Baltimore. Um, last year, I was in Philadelphia. It was... It was a two-day event, which was amazing. I wish it was longer, you know, because you had a lot of black creatives there. And also, another humbling thing for me was I got a chance to meet people that were already following me, that already knew about Look Talk. So No way. Yes, that was that was so. I'm like, hey, they said, hey, I recognize you from Look Talk. I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, <laughs> in my head, I'm like, damn, people out here fuck with me like that? I'm like, <laughs> shit. I'm just... I could barely, in my head, um, it just taught me that, hey, you got to always keep going because they always tell you, you never know who's listening to your podcast or listening to what you got going on. And I'm like, this is so true because there are a handful of people that um, from all across the country that recognize me, that recognize me from Look Talk. And also, it was also fun to see a couple of people I done did shows with. So that was fun as well. That's pretty cool. Like that's that's crazy. I would love to be a part of something like that one day. Yeah, well I said I will send you their um the Instagram page and stuff. But the conference is gonna be sometime in October and this year it's gonna be in Baltimore. Um a, a little it's probably gonna be a little cheaper than, than the Philadelphia trip, but I haven't started planning it out. But I'm definitely gonna be there. And also, then there's also podcast movement in August. I think that one's going to be in Denver. I'll try to go to that one as well. And then I know in 2024, there's going to be one in Orlando called Podfest. And it's going to be their 10th anniversary. So, so you, it's uh, there's plenty of them out there. You just got to find them. And my mother, when I told her about it, she was shocked. She said, wow, I didn't know people did podcast. Yes, podcasting is a real thing, y'all. Oh my goodness. I need to be a part of this ASAP. Like I would love to go to Baltimore. I've never been, but I'm always okay. down to go to new places. Yeah. I I went to Baltimore when I was younger, but I would love to go as an adult oh, now because it's, Baltimore is one of those places I've been to. Like and I kinda passed through this last year going to Philadelphia, but I went last time I wouldn't mind going though because it's always something new, you know. And I'm gonna hope and look up. This is the Florida boy. I mean, I'm gonna hope and look up that it's not super cold when I go there. That's pretty cool. I love that. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Look and Talk podcast. All right, let's talk about some things, you know. I know you based out of Miami right now. Have you tell me about the stories about people and why 
why do you believe friendships die in Miami? Because I've seen the TikToks of people that will come to Miami as friends and then they'll leave Miami on separate flights or they're not even speaking to one another. And I, I, it's from different reasons. It could be relationships. It could be, oh, you owe me some money. Now, if it's money, I'm going to look at you like you're stupid. Why the hell are you traveling with somebody that owes you money? Now, if this motherfucker owes you some money, then you need to get that money before y'all go on the trip. That's just me. But why do you feel like friendships come to die in Miami or any part of Florida for that matter? You know what? And you're absolutely right. Like, I get it with the whole money situation. I think there's two things that you don't play with people, and that's with food or money. Like, that's two things you just don't play with people. And I feel like when people come to Miami, especially like that up north, there's, you know, people from out of town, they don't have, they, everyone has a different mission. And no one speaks, and we're going back to the transparency. No one speaks on that transparency conversation about what their motives are when coming to Miami. So everyone has a different motive. And I think that's where it all starts out at because once you have that motive, you know, everybody wants to live that lifestyle or everyone wants to taste of that lifestyle. You know, there's men that's here, you know, they're probably spending money on somebody, you know, and this girl, she might want this lifestyle and she don't really want to be with her friends and stuff like that. So, I think they have the misconception of what Miami really is because they don't live here. And a lot of people's egos clash. That's the biggest thing. The egos are like the worst thing to clash with. And once they clash, a lot of people are jealous, envious. You know, people are upset. You know, some people think that, oh, if I come to Miami with like $300, I'll be good not knowing that Miami is very expensive. Like, it's really not cheap down here like everywhere else. So, yeah, it's a lot of, you know, misconception of what Miami really is. And when they get here and they see that, you know, there's people that's penny pinching here and, oh, can I borrow this? I'll pay you back. And, you know, it, it, it gets crazy. So, especially when it comes to even... Any type of trip that you go on, you have to always make sure that you have enough funds to be able to do what you want to do and still come back in one piece. Like, a lot of people don't do that. So, I think that's where a lot of people get screwed up and they their friendships tarnish, you know, the egos, the misconceptions, and the different motives, actually. So, that's definitely... Those play a big role into why a lot of people just go back home friendless sometimes. And sometimes that's just that's just what it is. Yeah. Now, sometimes I, I understand all that. I understand the motives and stuff. But then sometimes I question your friendship. It, it, it shouldn't take a city to show you that this person is just not a real friend because I've, I've been to Miami. I, I spent spring break in Miami. That was probably one of the best spring breaks ever. But, you know what I'm saying, me and one of my partners, me and him, we and we still um left on good terms and stuff. We had to understand everything. We communicated everything. And um only thing is he kind of got mad with me because one night I left him behind because he was knocked out of sleep. And he got mad with me for not waking him up. But my thinking is I was just giving him common courtesy. But if I wasn't knowing what I know now, I would just got him up and been like, hey, bro, let's, let's hit the town, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, 
we always we had the money conversation. We always had the other conversations and stuff. But do you always think people just want to try to stunt and just ball out knowing they don't have it? Because I see a lot of that as well. Absolutely. They're trying I, to keep I, up with the lifestyle. They're yes. trying to keep up with the lifestyle. I, I see that and I see the lifestyle. But sometimes you got to ask yourself, what is this lifestyle doing for me? Like, what the hell is it doing for me in the long run? Like, what is... I know you want to come down here and ball out, but what is this lifestyle doing for me? It ain't going to bring me somebody, you know? And I, I think that's where a lot of people don't realize and understand. I think by them flexing and, and doing it for the ground, you know, they might they might catch this person. You might meet somebody who could change your life. And I think that happens. Like, you may have a one in a million chance of that. It doesn't always happen like that. And I'm actually glad that you and your friend actually, you know, worked that situation out because a lot of people would look at it different and a lot of people would just, you know, take it the wrong way and just go above and beyond about the situation. Um, also, it also, I'm going to piggyback off what you said. A lot of people, they don't, um, how did, that, that just like lost my train of thoughts really quick. Um, it's, it takes actually a trick to even show you what a true friend is sad to say that it does, but it, people are out of their elements. And if you haven't seen another person outside of their hometown, outside of their element, you don't know if they're going to fold or not. And sometimes it takes that trip to Miami to see if that friend going to fold. And most of them do. Yeah. A lot of people fold. And then. And then I know you see the TikToks of people having their shit just put on blast. I'm like, y'all, y'all telling on yourselves when y'all get down, y'all get down here. I'm like, this is crazy. And I, like, I'm pretty sure you see all the TikToks of the people doing the crazy interviews and stuff. And then you get exposed to who's really about their life and then who's just out here being nasty for no reason. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, that that is crazy. I actually done a few episodes out there. Um, I've went out to Winwood during you know a hot time where I knew a lot of people were there, and I've done a few interviews out there. Um, check it out. It's gonna it's on um YouTube actually. So I definitely get it. A lot of people, you know, they come and they think of things, and then when you ask them a question, and then you get a different answer, and you think, hey, my friend wouldn't say that, but your friend is actually saying it. It's, it's crazy. So check that out. It's definitely on, on YouTube. Uh, you guys can follow that at Creative Stations on YouTube. So check that out. Yeah, we'll definitely check that out. What is your biggest piece of advice to anybody traveling to Miami? Because as you can, as we known, and TikTok has shown y'all, YouTube, TikTok, social media have shown y'all, friendships will come to die in Miami for some reason. What is your biggest piece of advice to anybody coming? I say the first things first, come with money because it is not cheap out here. Come with money. Do not pity pinch. Do not try to flex. Do not. Don't do it because people from Miami can see right through the foolishness, you know. Um, definitely come with a strong mind. You know, you, you, you're, you don't know who is going to act like what. So I need you to be prepared for what's going to come. Granted, it may or may not happen, but in the event that it does, you were well prepared. So have that strong mentality mind. Like, you're not going to fold. Stand 10 toes on wherever you're going to go. And definitely 
watch your surroundings. A lot of people come out to Miami for vacations and stuff, and they either get robbed, you know, unfortunately get shot, but watch your surroundings and just be safe. Yes, I definitely agree with all that. And also, y'all need the biggest thing you need to do is also communicate as well. Have a formulated game plan of what y'all going to do when you get down there because it's a lot to do when you go down there. And also, you need to definitely be careful of your surroundings because Miami will turn into the nice part to the first 48 part within a couple of lights or within a couple of blocks. So you definitely need to watch your surroundings and stuff because and also you need to stay on the main roads don't be trying to turn the side streets and like that because you if you don't know where you at you gonna get got and we've seen that happen too many times because there, there's parts of miami you just don't go to you know and you know, <laughs> and past 163rd i ain't going <laughs> yes you heard anything past 163rd damn and that where Dolphins play at, or is that like one eighty third? That's one eighty third. So oh, anything so. past that is further down. <clears throat> yes, I would definitely, I definitely agree with you. I would definitely, um, definitely, and also you can put that towards any city in Florida because Orlando and Tampa are starting to come up as well. So I would definitely say, look, y'all want to come down here, turn up. It's the beaches and stuff, and Orlando, even though we got a crazy governor, you know what I'm saying, but. Even though I think that might slow down tourism in Florida, but if y'all coming down here, y'all need to be prepared for whatever. And also, if your friendships break up in in the state of Florida, then that's just not a real friend at the end of the day. No matter how you slice it, that's just not a real friend if your friendships break up in Miami or in Tampa or in Orlando. Absolutely. Totally agree, 100%. And make sure that your friends are... 10 toes down because if not you might as well just go ahead and book that flight solo back yes yes it's a sad case a sad sad case so many people booking solo flights back to their cities because oh things that shit just popped off the wrong way and you know sad case you know I'm just you know it's funny sometimes at first it was funny but now after a while it gets sad because I'm just like this is this is recurring too many times. I'm like, do people not watch social media? Do people not see the shit that go down? You know, it's all about imagination and, you know, people being oblivious to the bullshit. Like, you really have to analyze what's going on and don't think that everything is, you know, peaches and cream all the time because it's definitely not, especially not in Miami. Everything may look nice. Whatever is whatever glitters is not always gold. And I'm always stick to that saying because as much as everybody like to fantasize, oh, you guys got beach weather and this, that. Yes, that's nice. Yes, we have it. But there's also the bad ends about it. Like every place has a, a hood. Everyone, every every city you go to has a bad area. So definitely, like, don't be oblivious to that fact. That's so true. Everywhere has definitely bad areas, and every uh, what's good is grass ain't always green on the other sides. People who want to think about, oh, I want to come live in Florida because I know a bunch of New Yorkers that they move to Florida, then they'll start bitching about New York or bitching about wherever they from, like, oh, it wasn't like this in Indiana or it wasn't like this in Ohio. Well, I'm like, well, nobody's telling your ass to stay put, you know. You can hop, get get your ass on that plane and head on back. 
Exactly. Because Florida ain't Florida ain't for everybody. Because we survive. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Because we always end up on the news. A Florida man did this. Florida woman did this. I'm like, man. It's always Florida. <laughs> yeah, Florida is Florida's just one of the craziest places ever. But so if you're traveling to Florida, travel at your own risk, ladies and gentlemen. At the end of the day, that's the only thing I need y'all to get from this episode. Travel to Florida at your own risk, you know. But um where what do you got planned for your podcast for the remainder of the year? Uh the remainder of the year, I'm gonna finish out season two. Um, podcast. I'm actually going to actually put a lot of more family on the podcast and ask them about, you know, past traumas that I've dealt with while growing up with these certain family members. So I think that's going to be pretty cool and different to do because not everyone, I don't see a lot of people doing that. They don't have family on there. They just, you know, but I think if I pull certain things without of my family, you know, that'll actually help with the therapy sessions as well. So I, I'm, I'm going to have a lot of family on the podcast to end out the season two. Yeah, that's what's up. More fun to you because it's like, you know, it's funny. Um, A couple weekends ago, my mother came. She asked me, well, when am I going to come on the podcast? She had me on for Mother's Day. So I'm like, mom, little do you know that almost happened a couple of years ago, but me and that co-host, we could just never get our moms together. So more power to you for bringing the family on. Um, eventually, I might have an episode look as well where I bring some family on. Eventually, I don't. I don't know when that's gonna happen though. But nevertheless, watch. You got a great platform, Sosa. You're an amazing person. Tell the people why they need to tap in with the Let's Talk About It podcast. Listen, y'all need to tap in really quick because there's a lot of information that y'all can get out of these out of these episodes there's a lot of things that you can probably relate to it's a lot of realness that goes on it's a lot of genuine conversations that go on you might laugh you might shed a tear one time or you know you might love the debate that's going on so definitely y'all should tap in uh you guys can follow me on instagram at creative underscore stations that's creative with a k you guys can follow me on pretty much like my podcast is everywhere it's on spotify iHeartRadio, buzzsprout amazon music where just type in let's talk about it you'll find me trust me yes that's real that's real i want to thank you so for being a guest on the look and talk podcast and also remember whenever you're ready to have me on now, we in the same state, so I'm literally just up the turnpike, you know what I'm saying? So whenever you want to come to Orlando, you can come check out the studio. And whenever I come to Miami, I will definitely be looking to hit you up and seeing what's up with you, you know what I'm saying? See if we can hit the studio. Let's go to work, you know? Absolutely. Just let me know whenever you are coming into town, I will set the studio time up, and we will have a vibe. Trust me, it's always a vibe when we talk about it and let's talk about it. Yes, that is. It's always Bob here. Look at talk as well. So we'll definitely set that up. We'll definitely work together in the future. And thank you to listener for listening to Look at Talk, whether you listen to us on iHeartRadio, um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, where all of the damn platforms, whatever platform you listen on. I want to thank you for listening to Look at Talk. Until the next episode, keep pouring it up because, and keep pushing with life. And remember that liquor talk is taking up for the 23 and the 24. We're out this motherfucker. Good night.